Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today we are visiting with Amanda Love from thebarefootcook.com. Amanda, thank you so much for being here with us. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me on, Amy. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. And, you know, again, that was Amanda Love, not Amy Love. We get confused really often. <laughs> yeah, we have gotten our mail mixed up before. <laughs> We've even gotten mail mixed even up. We live across the We know each other. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I think when we first met, we were both actually living in Texas, even though I was up near oh, Dallas and you were in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when we uh, moved to New Hampshire, I actually got your certification from Nutritional <laughs> Therapy Association because oh we're both NTPs. And I need that. <laughs> and I got your check from um, uh, somebody, like an affiliate yeah. of Cultures for Health or something. <laughs> Good thing we know each other. Yes. So you sent me a check and I sent you the certificate. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but no relation, right? That's so funny. No relation that we know of. <laughs> That's right. Just, just, just a love of good food and food sisters. All health, yes, exactly. So that's great. So um, you're still down in Austin, right? Yes, I still live in Austin, Texas. Beautiful. I love Austin. Oh, I know. It's such a beautiful place, and the real food community is really growing by leaps and bounds here it is really exciting to be able to get more good food which 10 years ago was still really hard to find yeah it's amazing how much it's shifted in this time and you know i mean you're finding more you know farms raising animals the right way more restaurants serving you know real food it's great yes i know it's really exciting yeah, it was about, I think it was about nine or ten years ago that I did a cooking internship at Three Stone Hearth, um, uh-huh. a community-supported kitchen in the Bay Area. It's beautiful. We went when we were in Berkeley. Oh, it was cool. great. Yeah, it's such an yeah. awesome place. Oh, it's so cool you went there. Um, and I came back, and I was really depressed when I came back because <laughs> compared to the Bay Area, Austin had a long way to go. But shortly after, um, Edible Austin came along, and we just started getting a lot more chefs and farmers and awareness um, about real foods, and things have changed a lot. I'm so glad. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, Edible is just great. Anytime, you know, especially as we're on our real food road trip, anytime we are in a new town, I go and look for the Edible because that's always the place to find mm-hmm. amazing little places. Yes, I know. It's such an awesome resource. So cool. That it is. Each town, like, really highlights the local food and the real food restaurants in their area. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Yes, I know. I think the magazine here <clears throat> has even won awards for wow photography and whatnot. It's really beautiful. Yeah, they're always, like, really inspiring because they're <laughs> at farms taking pictures. It's like, I want to eat all those vegetables. Yes. Like, it, just <laughs> it just looks so good. Yeah, exactly. They're good for good for the vegetable movement. <laughs> good. Well, I bet you're glad to be back in Austin. You've actually been traveling a lot lately. Yes, I have been traveling a lot this year. I've been to four different countries. and Oh, my gosh. Um, another state. 
um, yeah, I, I love to travel and, um, be in different cultures and, mm-hmm. um, and just really learn about how other people live and eat, especially. I just find yeah. it really fascinating. And so I got to go to Oaxaca, uh, Mexico earlier in the year in January, which is just such a colorful place. Oh my gosh. There's just color everywhere. Um, everywhere you look, people wear the most colorful clothes. Wow. That's the home of mole. There's like nine, I believe it's nine different kinds of mole. Um, oh my gosh, I didn't know there was nine. I knew there oh, were a few, but nine? I think there's more. Wow. There's the nine main kinds of mole. Wow. Don't ask me to recite what they are. <laughs> but there's, there's like more savory kinds, more um, sweet kinds. And um, I went to a restaurant where I got all nine of them with one dish. And um, that was really, really interesting. So what I love about Mexico is that the food is just so much more transparent and and Mm -hmm. raw. Like you just walk through the markets and you see the whole animal, the the cow head, the the whole cow basically um, broken down. You see like a big spleen hanging out, a big stomach, (laughs) liver, cow head, hooves, whole chickens. Wow. It's just normal. It's totally normal. Right, because people know what to do with the parts, and it's yeah. not just like, it's yeah, pizza. muscle meats wrapped in perfect little packages in the grocery yeah, store. Exactly. Yeah. And when you order things there, you're very likely to get some, you know, a bowl of caldo, like broth with some organ meats and hunks of fat and some bone, and that's just normal. And everybody's wow. still eating that way. It's so, it's so awesome. That's great. And they're eating bugs <laughs> uh uh-huh. um, grasshoppers was a, a very um popular thing that was eaten really grasshoppers did you have any i i did not i just wasn't brave <laughs> enough to go there i'm, I'm too conditioned <laughs> to to not eat bugs but we well, you know um, the cricket thing is taking off yeah that's right they're in like that protein bar now yeah and, and i've had it it's have you tried it i've tried it it was it's good. You can't tell there's cricket. No. <laughs> you don't think this is cricket. Right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. No, I have one in the pantry right now. And, um, yeah, they, there's actually a few different brands doing this. Oh, but, um, yeah, because I think it started with XO. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's a couple of other ones. But, anyway, yeah, it's and there's even flour, cricket flour. And, right. Yeah. New, Isn't that interesting? It is. It's like the new sustainable protein source. Right. Yeah, because I know everybody's going, oh, gross, that's really nasty, but it really isn't. <laughs> it really right. doesn't taste like anything gross at all. Um, um, especially if it's ground up <laughs> and you don't right. really know what you're eating. Yeah, you don't see, like, little legs or anything bizarre in there. Yes. Yeah. It was really fine, and the flavors on the on the bars were really nice. And I don't know, somewhere in somebody thought, oh, you know, are you going to try this? And I thought, well, okay, I will. <laughs> Why not? Let's try it. Yeah. And I, I was really shocked. I, I wish I had tried it. <laughs> I mean, the, the grasshoppers. The grasshoppers. Yeah. yeah. How do they make them? Do they have them there in the market? I know, like, in Thailand, they have, like, a lot of, in the street markets as you're walking around, and in other places in Asia, they have, like, you know, different bugs and things like that. Sometimes they've, like, barbecued them. and. <laughs> yeah. There, um, it was, like, these old Indian ladies um, that had just huge baskets full of um chili grasshoppers like everything there has chili on it 
So they would just roast the grasshoppers and then um, toss them with some chili powder. Wow. Yeah, just probably the best way to eat them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to eat them. If you're going to eat them, <laughs> yes. Um, Not ground up. <laughs> so what's, what's still so amazing to me about going to places like Mexico is you still see people eating traditional foods and you still see really beautiful bone structure. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely changing. And I've seen that now in every country that the younger generation definitely don't have as quality or a good a bone structure. But still the older generations are eating the traditional foods and there's just like the most beautiful people with those cheekbones are really wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful heads and faces and amazing teeth it's just wow so beautiful wow um yeah so I went to Mexico and then this summer I went to France and that was purely a trip of of pleasure and enjoyment I just couldn't not go to France any longer (laughs) it just had to happen right it had to happen it was my birthday trip to myself and I just had to go. And so I went on a week-long yoga retreat. Um, my yoga teacher's from France, and we ate just the most amazing food ever. And then the rest of my trip there was just so incredible. And um, what I love... Your pictures were just swoon-worthy. Oh, thank you. I mean, I felt like I was really there with awesome. you on so many of the trips. It was just amazing. Oh, good. That's the idea. Yeah, let's see. One of my meals um, I ate for my birthday was an, at an all truffle restaurant. Oh my god, so, that's my dream! I love truffles so much. Oh, I know, <laughs> it's so good. Everything there, this is in Paris, was based on truffles. Even the creme brulee had truffles. Wow. Um, so that was just totally divine, and um, I, I traveled throughout um, Normandy, Paris, Lyon, Burgundy, and then down into Provence region. Wow. And um, really got to see how the food changes in all the different regions mm-hmm. and um, different wines. And um, what I love about the French is that they are food nerds. They, I, I felt so at home <laughs> because I'm a food nerd. Right? You're like my people. Like you. Yeah. And they... <laughs> Like me, they take it to the next level. They want the best. And they banned GMOs, which is so awesome. They banned glyphosate. Um, So even though not all the food was organic that I was eating, I I felt so much better about it and Mm -hmm. knowing it wasn't GMO or with glyphosate at least. And, um, yeah, everything is just quality. I just kept finding that even, like, most casual restaurants were still better than – many like fine restaurants here exactly and well I know a lot of people say when they travel abroad that like even if they here maybe they have like a gluten reaction or whatever when they go either to France or to Italy or whatever and they eat wheat based products there they don't have near a reaction some don't have a reaction at all yes well so I have that experience um I've pretty much been gluten-free and haven't had regular bread for years but there I decided I'm just going to eat whatever I want and be gluten we like we 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 means yes um and just I love that go for it and eat whatever I want and um I felt so good on the bread there 
And it made me think like, wow, maybe I'm missing bread because it stabilized my blood sugar. I could go for hours without eating. And I was eating tons of bread because some meals, that's all you get. Like breakfast, it's bread, (laughs) croissants or bread. And that's about it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll have some more bread this morning. And I, I really felt surprisingly very good with it. That's crazy. And it was really baffling to me because it goes against everything I know about nutrition and about um, nutrient-dense eating. Um, but here's a country that is very carb-centric, and yet they're like tiny people and um, seem very healthy. Mm-hmm. And they drink a lot of wine, have a lot of coffee, sugar, pastries, smoke cigarettes, and yet they seem so much healthier than Americans. And the huge thing that I really got there is that their stress is so much lower, for one, mm-hmm. and they seem to just really enjoy things so much more and just, like, really enjoy the coffee and really enjoy the wine but not to excess. Right. So it just, I really noticed like, wow, the stress vibe is like a five <laughs> compared to here, which feels like, like a 12. A 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much. Seriously. And I, I really got like, wow, that is so much to do with health and why. Oh, it's huge. Why I think a lot of my friends that are very health conscious and eat very well, um, there's, but they're still sick. Right. And I think a lot of it is the stress. Stress is enormous. You know, I mean, in our practice, we do, uh, we work with our clients on what we call the essential elements of whole health. And, uh, when we talk about the physical body element, you know, of course we're talking about digestion and blood sugar and minerals and all our NTP, you know, foundations, but we also add in sleep and stress and all of that. And it is huge. It is absolutely huge. And when we change the, the pace and the expectations and the extracurricular activities and all these things, uh, when we remove that load, I mean, what a difference in people's lives. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it can really make or break health, I think. Exactly. And like you said, it's 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 even if you're eating very well and, you know, you're living very healthfully, mm-hmm. that's enough to undo it. And that's sort of like the concept of the essential elements of whole health was that, you know, over a decade of working with clients, we noticed that even if all the all the elements except for one were in line that that one was enough to throw it out exactly yeah yeah it's crazy so true so true yeah so it really shifted things for me and um and that I realized like okay I've when I go back home I I'm gonna take some stuff off my plate Mm -hmm. and live more for enjoyment of life and not just about work so much yeah because it's so easy to get caught up in that vibe here in the States where that's so the theme of our culture, you know, making money and working and um, becoming something. And where where there, it was just like it was just about enjoying life. And right. it wasn't so much ambition for better or for worse. But um, I saw like people just seemed a lot more relaxed. Too. Kind of in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like if you're in the coffee shop, right, you're not necessarily like 
multitasking on all these different things, you're sitting and enjoying your croissant and enjoying yeah. your, your coffee. Exactly. Yeah, that was the other yeah. amazing thing. I, I went by and went to many, like, sidewalk cafes in Paris, and I never once saw anybody at their computer, and I hardly ever saw anybody on their cell phone. It was wow. so different. That is so different. Yeah. Because, I mean, here it's like you're the weird one if you're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> On your computer right. or on your cell phone, yeah. Exactly. And so you've got that, that different level of stress. You've got that re more relaxed pace of life, and then you right. have the cleaner food. Like, even though it's a croissant, I mean, we know, like, croissants are mainly butter, right? Yeah, 50% butter. <laughs> Pretty much butter. Plus, um, you probably you know, will add some more, too, on top. <laughs> on it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot better quality it's just a lot better quality food mm -hmm. yeah I saw one of your pictures and you were like even in this were you in a convenience store or a gas station or something yeah. what tell me about that what oh, was going on oh my gosh that really blew my mind yeah so when I was driving across the country or north south to north um we had to stop to get gas and um we went in the gas station and there's like buffet this huge room just full of buffets of like amazing food there's all these people eating at the gas station and I noticed that over and over that the gas stations actually have really good food like we could eat at the gas station wow. and um I can't even imagine I that. know right like here there's nowhere nothing to eat at the gas nothing station. I mean you're lucky to find a banana yeah like you could be starving to death in like a banana because yeah. even the right. even the nuts are full of vegetable oils yeah. and, and they're horrible. Yeah, right. awful. Exactly. Yeah, but there you could eat real food and it was just such a revelation like wow, this country has such higher standards for what yeah. is acceptable. And even the McDonald's um the <laughs> McDonald's was connected to a lot of gas stations. The McDonald's was like this hip place um with like a cool vibe they had a, a whole like espresso bar and it was all all non-gmo there's no gmos in mcdonald's i didn't eat there but it looked like much better than the mcdonald's here but it's because people demand it and they say exactly like, we're not going to eat it if it has gmos and they boycott it we're here people just don't do that so and, I mean, there is your proof for all the people that go, oh, well, you know, the companies say they can't do it or they can't label or they can't change things. It's like they have changed it yeah. in other countries Yeah, and almost, because the people drew the line in the sand. Exactly. In almost all of Europe, they have food labeling. They know it's in their food. They have higher standards. And the companies change to satisfy them. So yeah. it definitely it really is about us voting with our dollars That's and right. voting with our choices. That's right, exactly. Because who knows if we'll ever be able to get the government to pass the bills that we want <laughs> to label GMOs and or stop growing GMOs. But at least we can vote for with our dollars, exactly like you said. I really yeah. think that if you don't buy it, guess what? They're not going to make it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so one of the most... That's amazing. It is, yes. So one of the most powerful lessons that I got from from being in France, and I still have another country to talk about after this, is um, is 
not being so extreme about eating, mm-hmm. um, which I really realized, like, wow, I've been so um, just trying to be kind of perfect about eating, like, super clean, perfectly prepared, optimally prepared, digestible food, um, and to kind of to the point of orthorexia, mm-hmm. which I think is can be really big in the real food movement and, and in our country, really, um, where there's just so much emphasis on kind of an obsession with with eating for health where we forget about eating for enjoyment and eating for pleasure and that not not everything about eating necessarily needs to be about health. Right. And and so for the most part like I really combine delicious food with with it food being healthy and nutritious and nutrient dense but I notice there that People are just, they're not so in their heads about food. There's, there's much more relaxation around it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like as soon as I came back and started having lunch with friends, I noticed like, wow, people are so concerned <laughs> about what, what a difference, right? about what they're eating and like really tripping out about it and, you know, really anxious about it and not, really in their bodies while they're eating, but they're in their heads. And so worried about calorie counts and, and fat grams and this, this and that, mm-hmm. like sort of nutritionism. Yeah, that mm-hmm. or also just it's like I think in our world we easily can know too much mm-hmm. and then make decisions from our brain about what to eat instead of just really listening to our true hungers. And and so for me, like having a month where I just I really let go and decided like I'm I'm really gonna just eat whatever I want and enjoy and not be like following my normal food rules was so healing and healthy for me. Because normally I would not eat a croissant because I know it's like white flour and not so good for you, gluten, all that stuff. But Eating a croissant in France is like, wow, <laughs> it's nourishing <laughs> on a whole nother level. It's yeah. worth just yeah. as much to me um, as like the nutrition and the food itself. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point because, uh, you know, I think there's so much that goes into that. I think there's so many layers. Um, as a culture, I think that, you know, it's been like I was talking about the nutritionism, like, you know, the fat grams and the calories and all that. It, there's really a whole culture around that. Yeah. And especially as women, I've noticed when I'm out with other women, it's all about, oh, I can't eat this and I can't eat that. And I'm right. watching this or I'm on this diet right. or I'm, you know, and it's not even so much about like, oh, well, I mean, I choose to eat organic food. I don't want to eat GMOs. I want the food to be, you know, I don't want all the additives and preservatives and all that stuff. Um, it's not so much just about, oh, I want clean food, but it's really intensely like I'm not eating this category of food or, and and we're not talking about really in in the case of true food allergies or something like that, just more almost restrict, just restricted. Yeah, exactly. Just 
tight restrictions on what you can and can't have. And I do agree with you that, you know, especially in the, in the nutrition uh, world, in the real food world, and really anything where you're kind of focused on the components of food and how things are grown and where they're sourced and whatever, it is easy to kind of get lost in that yeah. um, and take it to another level. Whereas if you're in a country where their standards are already high – it totally makes sense how they could even be more relaxed about going, oh, well, a croissant, you know, isn't going to kill you. Right. You know, where here it's, you know, <laughs> it's a whole different story. Like the croissant's still not going to kill you, and we do need to be um, a little bit more relaxed and, and give ourselves a little bit of grace. And um, I was talking with somebody else about, you know, building community. You really don't want to isolate yourselves, you know, with food. And not have community. And so whatever you need to do, like, you know, for when I first uh, started healing and going into real food, I was very strict Mm -hmm. with my diet. But I really had to be at that point because I was in an intense healing phase. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot about the pendulum swing. And so, you know, you kind of start out with, um, you know, maybe you're on standard American diet and you're sick and whatever, and then you find out about real food, traditional food, ancestral eating, like, you know, that food can make a difference, and your pendulum kind of goes over to where you're like 100%. Right. And you're kind of the food Nazi, right? Like, you won't let anything into your house that you can't eat. You won't go to restaurants. You won't. It's like very strict. Right. And then after some time and some healing, I find that a lot of people have this time, this period of, and it might be a couple of weeks, it might be a year or whatever, but their pendulum goes back and they almost have this like tiny rebellion where they're like, mm-hmm. I'm so sick of being so strict and having this and that. And, you know, so they go a little bit wild. They may not go back to McDonald's and Cheetos and Pepsi <laughs> and that kind of stuff, but they definitely go further away right um and make a lot of compromises and then their pendulum kind of settles in the middle where it's like okay there's balance there's grace everything is pretty clean and pretty much real food but like they don't go crazy about it right and i think that there has to be some wiggle room There has to be some breathing space, but I do feel like we need to continually advocate for higher quality across the board, those higher standards. Yes. So that we don't experience health challenges when we have a little something outside our box. Exactly. Yeah, it really is a fine balance between um, not becoming too rigid Um, where you just, like, can't ever eat out anymore or eat at a friend's house even, Um, but also feeling safe that you are going to have clean, good food. Right. Yeah. It's huge. It's a huge thing. And it's so interesting, you know, to hear what you've experienced in different cultures Um, because I think a lot of us forget sometimes to kind of go outside of that box and look like, hey, you know, what's going on in other countries? How are other people eating? Yeah, yeah, because it makes a big difference and a big impact on our mindset. Yes, absolutely. And another thing I noticed a lot in France was they're not all tripped out about fat. They Mm -hmm. enjoy fat. (laughs) Fat is 
not bad. It's included in every meal. Um, it's they use a lot of butter and olive oil and animal fats, and I really think that is like a large part of why people just seemed happier and, and yeah. more relaxed. Um, in addition to organ meats, like every day I had pate there or some other delicious organ meat kind of thing because it's so common. Like everybody's eating yeah. that, so they're getting all that nutrition that most of us are really lacking here. Right, and that we've been lacking sort of for generations because yeah. if you go back and look at all the craziness that happened with demonizing fats and demonizing certain foods, um, we missed a lot of nutrition. And, and unfortunately, a lot of those things like healthy fats, you know, they build our hormones and they affect our brain health. Yeah, and, make us you know, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. seriously. So, you know, you can only imagine in a country that didn't have that kind of turmoil and a culture that wasn't demonizing things for decades, um, you know, they have a very rich food culture and it's been very balanced. Right. You never hear about the extreme diets. I mean, I really doubt that they have a lot of people doing grapefruit diets or cabbage soup <laughs> diets or <laughs> all the crazy yeah. pills. And I, I don't, I didn't hear about any of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, the last country, well, I went to Amsterdam shortly, but I'll I'll head on over to Peru because that was, mm. um, I was there longer and that, was that looked amazing, amazing experience. Yeah, so I just got back from Peru three weeks ago. Um, I I was in the Sacred Valley, which is the area where Machu Picchu is, mm-hmm. and I led a seven day retreat. Um, with my cleanse, I have a cleanse called the Nourishing Cleanse. It's a, a, a broth-based cleanse with delicious soups and juices, and you still get to eat like roast chicken and pot roast and uh, roasted vegetables and fermented foods. You get to eat real food, but it's it is cleansing and nourishing at the same time. So I led a retreat there um, with my partner. He's an incredible healer, acupuncturist, functional medicine practitioner. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I, I did the cooking, and um, and then I taught some cooking classes on how to make broth and how to make sauerkraut, and then everybody got treatments, and um, we had yoga every day, and just it was at a beautiful place and just had a really a, amazing, special time. That sounds incredible. It was really incredible. Yeah, it's so beautiful there. And talk about stepping back in time. Really? <laughs> I bet. It's so different. It's like you're, besides the cars, it's like you're going back in time like a couple hundred centuries wow. because um, you still see people wearing their traditional clothes that they've probably mm-hmm. been wearing for centuries. The women are carrying everything on their backs with blankets like these blankets that they wrap in these ingenious ways with babies (laughs) like tons of babies on women's backs you just see that everywhere no strollers they're on the back um firewood crops potatoes cabbage corn and then when you go to the market these like amazing markets the women just take off their blanket and set it down on the ground and they're selling whatever they carry with them. Oh, wow. And so 
That's so cool. It was so cool. It was so cool. Yeah, the markets were similar to Mexico in that you'd see the whole animal, um, the whole chicken. It was really awesome that I got to buy chickens with the head and the feet, and um, they couldn't really believe it that a white girl wanted the feet and the head. <laughs> I'm like, You're like, yeah, that's going to make amazing uh, stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not just any white girl. Um, <laughs> we had, like, um, trout from this beautiful mountain um, stream and um, just amazing, amazing dishes every day. But we got all the food from this incredible local market um, where you could, I mean, when I say market, I mean like a gigantic farmer's market, basically, mm-hmm. where there was like hundreds of varieties of potatoes. And wow. I was overwhelmed with like, okay, what the hell variety do I get? Yeah. So many, and I would. And they're all different colors, right? All different colors, and they're all for different purposes. So I would ask the lady, um, "How, like, which? What do I get? How do I know which ones to get?" Right. How do you make these? This one's for sautéing. This one's for pureeing. This one's for roasting. This one's for mashing. So they really know their potatoes, and they have they grow over four thousand varieties of potatoes. Okay, that's just mind-blowing. Isn't it? And yeah, it where is. Where potatoes come from originally is Peru and corn mm-hmm. and tomatoes. Um, the Peruvians are incredible farmers. Like, they, they have it in their blood. They've been farming and creating hybrids of crops for centuries. Wow. Um, I mean, I'm thinking about how many potatoes I know. Yeah. And I'm thinking I could probably, I could probably name, like, ten. Yeah, maybe 12, (laughs) but like 4,000. I mean, that's just amazing. And like, I really think most people could name like five different types of potatoes. And that would be pretty good because a lot of people just think potato, sweet potato, right? Right. So I feel like I could go a little bit further. But yeah, I mean, because I used to get the heirloom, you know, starts from Maine. There's great heirloom potato farmers there, but even they only have a few dozen. So (laughs) Thousands of types of potatoes. Four thousand. Four. Wow. It's mind blowing. It's so. It's mind blowing. I ate a lot of potatoes there. (laughs) (laughs) And then the corn. It's like real corn. And um, here I barely eat corn anymore because mostly GMO and it's hard to find good corn. But there they have over two thousand varieties of corn, and they have not allowed GMOs to come into the country. They put a 10-year moratorium on them. They're just like, uh, we'll we'll check it out. We'll care, yeah. but we're not sure. We'll see how y'all survive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're really smart in preserving their ancient food. So And it's very colorful there, too, isn't so it? Colorful. Like all the, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to um, markets where you could just buy the most gorgeous clothes that are so colorful, made with alpaca. Um, wow. I bought just beautiful sweaters and blankets are so soft. Oh my gosh. I love alpaca. I love, love, love alpaca. Oh yeah. Because wool can be, I know people say, oh, it's really not scratchy, but sometimes it can be a little irritating. Um, And alpaca is not. Yeah. It's really soft, especially baby alpaca, which you can get there (laughs) easily. It's so nice. It's so nice. So yeah, there again, it was, here's another culture that also is just so much more relaxed mm-hmm. than than us Americans, and just I bet they're very unplugged. They're very unplugged. Yeah, most of them 
live very simply. Um, they're, I mean, what you would consider poor, but yet they they are all farmers. They have food and they have community and family. Um, but a, a lot of the people don't have electricity, so they live mm-hmm. very simply. But um, you see whole families out in the fields all the time. I never saw a tractor in a field. That was just wow. mind-blowing. You see people in fields, like, happy, working together with babies on the backs. It's so awesome. That's amazing. And, I mean, think about that from a healthy, balanced perspective of being in touch with the land. I mean, you know, immediately I think about, you know, all the probiotics, all the microbes that they're, you know, coming in contact with. And then being in touch with, I know just from our farming experience, like being out there, you know, and seeing the the cycle of the seasons and of the sun and, you know, I mean, getting dark earlier. And I mean, all those kind of things put you really, really in balance with nature. Exactly. Yeah. They're really connected to the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so beautiful. How were their moods? What, was everybody pretty happy? It it really seemed like it. Yeah, they're they're kind of quiet, shy people. Definitely, definitely quieter than their like Mexican cousins to the north. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and just really sweet, kind people. I felt I felt very safe there, and curious. Like one one day. The whole group, we got on a colectivo, which is just a local bus. Anybody mm-hmm. can just stand on the side of the road, and a local, kind of like a big minivan, will just stop and pick you up and take you to the next town, and it costs 30 cents. Wow. So awesome. Um, you don't have to go to a certain bus stop. You just stand and wait, and they'll stop. <laughs> so we decided we want to have the local experience. Let's ride the colectivo. And, um, and so it was mostly filled with locals and then more locals kept getting on and women with their babies on their backs and the people were just so curious about us and then they finally started to kind of ask some questions and and then we started to talk to them and um, they just found us like really fascinating but I thought they were like way more interesting (laughs) but you're like no really we want to know all about you (laughs) yeah right you you guys got it going on yeah you guys have it right (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but they they just seem very content. Yeah. I mean that's just from my observation, but right. um, just like with each other and present and, and content, and pretty happy. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I mean, and what a change, right? To go <laughs> to go from you know Mexico and then you know back to the states and then over to France <laughs> and then Amsterdam yeah. and then Peru. Yes. I mean, that's your own little Western Price adventure this year. <laughs> it is. I know it's awesome. <laughs> Observing the cultures and their natural food ways. Yes. Oh, so awesome. Yeah, and I guess, you know, what I really got from Peru and in Mexico, well, and France, is just um, we have so much abundance here, mm-hmm. but we don't take it. We, we take it for granted, and we don't appreciate it as much as we we could because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we, there and on all those places, you can't get all the amazing things we have here. There is no Whole Foods or 
um, incredible health food stores with just like an abundance of alternative goods and foods for your body and for your 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 belly. Um, like, you know, that movement has just exploded here. And wow, we're so blessed <laughs> that we can easily get so much and just like we are definitely a nation of comfort and um like we have the best beds for sure (laughs) (laughs) and pillows and pillows too um but i i just got like okay i don't want to take this for granted anymore i want to be in celebration that we have this abundance because wow it is amazing and let's let's remember this everybody let's remember what abundance we have here let's celebrate together mm-hmm. and not forget because we are so blessed that's amazing and that's such a great perspective um you know because i think a lot of times those of us especially that you know are in sort of the natural living you know movement sort of look at a lot of what we have going in here as a necessary excess. And yes, there is an abundance. I absolutely agree of like, you know, the comfort and whatever. And I love that point because I think a lot of us get fixated on the stuff and the plastics and the waste and the, the huge homes and the more than you need or want or anything, you know, just like stuff, stuff, stuff. But to actually take it back to the core and look at the comfort and the accessibility and you know I was talking I've talked to people in Slovakia I've talked to people in Spain um, on the podcast and we've talked about you know and these were all people that had been in America or Canada and had gone Mm -hmm. elsewhere and to be able to just food alone go in and you know, tonight I'm going to have Italian food. Tonight I'm going to have oh. Asian food. Tonight I'm going to have French food. Right? Doesn't really go like that anywhere else in the world. Exactly. Yeah, that was another realization I had too. I know we really do have so much, and yeah, for all the problems associated with that, we are so blessed too yeah. that we everybody can really eat here. If yeah. And okay. and uh, those of us in this the alternative health movement have access to so much. Yeah. And can find what we need, even if it's a little more expensive or a little more difficult. Right. It's there. Yeah. I mean, just being able to get supplements to these other countries, even France is really difficult Is it? and, and very expensive. Yeah. Like just not very available. Mm. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that. I know. I know, right? But, yeah, we, we can really get all that here. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing, for sure. Wow, wow. That's amazing. I love it. And, you know, like you said, the, the tides are turning here. I think these things are becoming even more accessible, like you've just seen in Austin over the past few years, like more and more accessible. Like So we were already, you know, able to get things. But I think... You know, we are speaking up and voting with our dollars and and making an impact that we are able to get what we need when we need it. Yes, exactly. I know. I mean, just, for example, kombucha, like 10 years ago, like nobody sold kombucha. Like (laughs) it was this random thing you had to try to Mm -hmm. find a scoby and 
and good luck trying to get one in the mail or something. And now it's everywhere. It is everywhere. It's like even in awesome. some convenience stores, you can find kombucha. Isn't that the coolest? So popular. <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. It's it's um, threatening the soda industry. Like they're taking notice. Good. So great. Yeah, <laughs> pay attention, guys. <laughs> we're coming for you, soda industry. That's right. If you don't change your ways, we're going right. to take you down. <laughs> Did you notice any kombucha in France? No, I didn't. I didn't notice much fermented food except for wine, of course, and cheese. Sourdough. <laughs> and I didn't see sourdough. I think that's more like Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Uh, really? They just have more white bread and oh, okay. incredible croissants. But um, and then the, I would have thought they all would have been like sourdough baguettes and those kind of things. No, well, no, I take it back. There definitely is some sourdough. You're right. Oh, okay. but not. It's not predominantly like I'm not a big like all the pancakes aren't sourdough and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think so. I didn't have yeah. pancakes, but <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm I'm not a baker, so I can't really speak to that. But um, yeah, I don't think it was predominantly sourdough. Yeah, um, yeah, there was cured meat. Cheese, wine, there was yogurt, yogurt, yeah, really good yogurt. Um, but yeah, I think mostly cheese. That's the big deal. They're really good at that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, they are really good at that. <laughs> yeah, and wine, they're wine experts for sure. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I of all the places, I think I could do a lot of eating in France. I could do a lot in Italy, but yeah. but France. Kind oh, of, you could, girl. I'm telling you. If you go, yeah. let me know. I'll tell you oh, I, I want your whole itinerary. <laughs> like, I already told Matt. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that trip, I want that. <laughs> yes. Well, I am going to go back, and I'm going to lead a, my own retreat in France, too. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Like, a real food, be a lot of fun. Um, foodie kind of goddess retreat in France. That would be awesome. Yes. Just to put that out there. A dream. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> well, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing all these amazing adventures around the world. I mean, awesome. I just love it. And I think what a dream to do that, not only in a lifetime, but to do all that within the space of a year and to have those varied experiences is pretty incredible. I know. I really didn't even plan it like this. It just sort of happened. But Thank you. Yes, it was incredible. <laughs> My life is forever enriched from all these amazing travels this year. And that's such the thing with travel, isn't it? It really changes us. It really opens our eyes. I think I heard it was the only thing that you buy that makes you richer. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, so and good. I think it's so true, right? Oh, the only thing that you buy that makes you richer. Wow, that's so beautiful. Yes, it really is. It's the best education it's so enriching in so many ways. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just mention that I am going back to Peru um, probably this coming April 2016. I'll be leading oh, nice. another retreat there if anybody's interested. Uh, oh, great. We'll put the link on the show notes. Oh, great. Okay. To that. Yeah, that would be great. So anybody listening, I know you're probably multitasking. <laughs> so um, if you've listened to us for a while, you know that we put all the detailed show notes on real food wholehealth.com 
under podcasts, under episodes. Look for today's episode, and you'll find all the detailed show notes. We'll link to Amanda's website. We'll link to her book about her cleanse. She also, we didn't talk about it, but she also sells some absolutely amazing uh, tea blends, Soothe and Infusion Tea. So we'll have links to all of that. Uh, yeah. So I, on the show. I have a menu planning service as well. You do? Oh, awesome. Really awesome. It's a seasonal menu menu planning service. So we'll awesome. get a season at a time, and they can repeat that season each month so they get really good at it, and then you get a new season. And it just really makes cooking, shopping, planning so much easier. I love it. Great. Well, we'll definitely put links to that. So, Amanda, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. So nice. Have a great day. You too. All right, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. And please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.